Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. This is going to be an episode that will make you really think about perspective. And uh, I was fortunate to uh, come across the audio, well, I guess the video of Jennifer Griego, who is a family friend. Uh, she lives here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and she has cystic fibrosis. Uh, she is 16 years old and one of the sweetest, funniest uh, girls you'll ever meet. And I've been fortunate to know her, oh, probably for, I don't know, six, seven years now and uh, get to know her family and her brothers and her mom and dad really well. And uh, she uh, is on a quest to complete complete her uh, Grand Slam and she's already gotten three uh, of her North American sheep and she's uh, got one more to go here. Uh, this July, and this if this doesn't just um, make you uh, put things in perspective, uh, I don't know what will. Uh, I really wanted to share this uh, with you guys, and I'm looking forward to that. I want to uh, thank you guys, uh, all of you listeners, that I was able to uh, meet uh, at the Salt Lake City at the Western Hunting Expo and um so humbled by all of you that came up and was able to shake hands and get to meet you guys, the listeners. And I just want to thank you for your support of this podcast. Without your support, um, this podcast uh, would not be where it is today. And um, we're coming up on almost the three-year anniversary uh, of this podcast. And to think uh, that it's grown to where the reach that it has now is is just amazing. And I want to just thank you guys for your loyal support and listening to all of these episodes. And I, I crack up because it's about every week I get a message from a new listener who has over you know, a month or so gone back and listened to all 396 or whatever episodes there are. And I get a lot of emails saying, you know, they've got six to go, they've got 13 to go, you know, they've listened to all of them. And I just really thank you guys for that loyal support. I also want to reach out to the sponsors. I was able to see all four of the sponsors of the podcast up there in Utah at the uh, Western Hunting Expo. And I just want to thank Go Hunt Insider, uh, GoHunt.com Insider, uh, for their title sponsorship of this podcast. And remind you guys, it's application season, and the Go Hunt Insider has the best draw odds uh, of any resource out there, and they're the most accurate draw odds. And they also are um, uh, releasing uh, female draw draw statistics. And when I first heard that, I was kind of thinking, what does that mean? Well, cow elk hunts, doe hunts, etc. the female harvest or uh, draw odds. And uh, for a lot of you out there that are just trying to get tags uh, all across the Western U.S., uh, I know there's been a huge um, uh, need for those draw odds. And Arizona will be uh, due tomorrow. Don't forget the application uh, deadline for Arizona for elk and antelope is tomorrow, the 13th. And we've got Utah coming up. We've got New Mexico coming up uh, and and Nevada. We've got other states, but uh, we're going to be covering a lot of the, uh, the Utah stuff here on the podcast. And I just want to thank Go Hunt for their sponsorship and remind you guys that if you use the J. Scott promo code 
uh, when you sign up for that insider uh, membership, uh, you're going to get a $50 uh, Go Hunt gift shop, uh, uh, gear shop uh, gift card. And with that $50 gift card, uh, you can get all kinds of stuff. I just had a listener send uh, in that they took their $50 gift card and got a couple of Yeti uh, Yeti cups um, to keep their coffee uh, warm and keep their drinks cold. Uh, and I thought that was a good use of the $50 uh, there at the Go Hunt Gear Shop. So use the J. Scott promo code when you sign up. You're going to automatically get a $50 uh, gift card to the gear shop, the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Uh, I want to thank them for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. It was great to see Jason Harrison uh, and his crew working hard. I came up on the Kuyu booth several times, and Jason was just right in the middle, filling out orders and talking to customers. And it's always nice to see uh, the head, the founder, uh, the you know the the head guy of the company uh, right there in the trenches answering questions and filling out orders and and talking to customers. I want to thank Kuyu uh, for their sponsorship and remind you guys to go check out Kuyu.com. Also, Phonescope.com. It was great to see Cheston Davis and um, lots of great things going on over there at Phonescope and. Uh, just remind you, they make the best digiscoping adapters where they adapt any optic to any telephone, uh, any cell phone, uh, and you can be taking uh, great video and great pictures uh, immediately. If you use the J. Scott promo code there at phonescope.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. Uh, and I want to thank Cheston for his sponsorship. Also, Cody Nelson over at the Outdoorsman's, the Optics Authority. Uh, there in Arizona, it was great to see them at the show and lots of guys buying optics, asking questions about uh, uh, binoculars and spotting scopes and rifle scopes, and they've always got a great staff at those shows. I want to thank Cody for his sponsorship. Uh, the Outdoorsman's has been a big sponsor here. And uh, remind you guys that if you use the J. Scott promo code there at the Outdoorsman's, you're going to get a 10% discount. So, Guys, uh, this episode, this, this audio clip uh, comes from a YouTube uh, video of Jennifer Griego's speech at the uh, Wild Sheep Foundation. Uh, she received an award there, but um, uh, I, I'm going to be shocked if I don't get a bunch of messages uh, from you guys. Uh, I listened to this, brought tears to my eyes, and uh, brings a whole new uh, level of, uh, of appreciation uh, for life. And um, Jennifer is just such a great young gal, and I can't wait to see her succeed and get her final uh, sheep and complete her Grand Slam. And she's just uh, inspiration to me, and I'm so blessed to even know her and her family. So check it out, guys. But tonight, I want to introduce you to a young girl who at 16 is the most inspirational young woman Young woman you will have the pleasure to meet. She is the cover of the Wild Sheep Winter Issue magazine and recently was kicked out of the Lesson One Club. Her story will not only touch your heart, but it will give meaning and a voice to why we must continue to fight and promote our right to hunt. Please join me in welcoming Jennifer Griego to the stage and I'd like to give her a special presentation. 
Jennifer, on behalf of the Wild Sheep Foundation, the Board of Directors, our membership, we are so proud of you and we wanted to present you with the cover of this winter issue. Our final hunt in season four involves a story that's very close to my heart. We've met so many awesome people so far on this journey, but I don't know if I'm as close to any of them as I am with my friend Jen Grego. See, Jen has cystic fibrosis, which is a lung disease that is very inhibiting on what a person can do physically. It's my body working against my body, but I try not to get scared by it. A couple years ago, someone told me that the cure was about 10 or 20 years away. And I remember thinking that I wouldn't be alive when the cure came out. But, I mean, I have God, I have my parents, I have my family. I have so many people on my side just to fight through this. This last year at Sheep Show, Jen set an amazing goal to go hunt all of the four mountain sheep in North America. And this season on Young Wild, you're going to get to see the start of that goal. We were at the Wild Sheep meeting in January and one of the wounded warriors, Kirsty, was on stage and they were auctioning off a bison skull that Kirsty had harvested. There were a lot of people crying. It was a very emotional thing. And Jennifer started crying, which was very unusual for her. She rarely gets emotional. And so I said, Jennifer, honey, why are you crying? And she goes, no, I've just been reading that the average life expectancy with cystic fibrosis is 35 years and my lung function is only 50%. And I'm not going to live long enough to do some of the things that I want to do in my life. That's a very difficult thing to hear as a parent. It was emotional for us. And Jim and Lincoln happened to be sitting at our table. And so Jim came over and said, why is Jennifer upset? And I told him. I said, I think she wants to hunt sheep. Jim's dad asked me if I thought Lincoln would be interested in helping get her North American sheep. Is that something you'd be interested in helping her with? I would love to do that. Yeah. I never thought that I'd be training for a sheep hunt. I mean, I never thought I'd be able to go camping, let alone a 10-day hunt on a mountain without electricity. I told her, look, this is up to you, but if it is your desire to do that, I'll back you on it, but it has to be for you. It can't be for me or your mom or anybody else. It has to be something you drive yourself for. I did this for myself so that I can prove to myself that I can do whatever I put my mind to, and if I work hard for it, I can do it. No parent wants to think that their kid is embracing their own mortality, but at the same time, it gives us a different perspective on how we approach life with our kids. That was the biggest wake-up call I had when CF came into our life, is that I can't plan her future when she's born. I can't plan her getting married when she's born. I have to enjoy today, because no one's promised tomorrow. I just love being the voice in their ear when they're under pressure. And it's, it's great to be there when they're this quivering mass of uncertainty in a split second. They're the king or queen of the world. There you go, Jim. I'm not sure. Oh, you're not That is a stud of a ram. I feel you shaking. Yeah, you're shaking, Bob. <laughs> Hey everyone, 
Because, yeah, if you didn't think they could do things, <laughs> they could do anything you put your mind to, no matter how hard to try. Can you believe I did this? Don't fall off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I think God gave it to me for a reason because it makes me who I am. It's hard to live with, but I wouldn't change anything that I have. Thank you so much. So I'm Jennifer Griego. I'm 16 years old. I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when I was eight days old. I had an obstruction in my intestines, which caused me to have surgery, and that's what led to my diagnosis. Cystic fibrosis is primarily a lung disease, but it also affects other organs in my body. This disease causes me to produce more mucus, so in my lungs it makes it harder for me to breathe and it damages my lungs. In the other organs of my body, it can lead to obstructions and I have to take medications to make up for what my body can't produce because of the mucus. The mucus in my lungs also makes it very easy for my, for my lungs to grow bacteria. A year and a half ago, I was growing a mycobacteria in my lungs, which was causing my lung function to drop. My doctors decided to hit it hard with IV antibiotics to have the best chance of killing it. I had to have six months of IV antibiotics through a surgically implanted chest tube. I had to change my regimen a couple times throughout the six months because I was having some, um, side effects from the medications. One of the side effects was nausea. I was nauseous for the entire six months I was on my IVs. I lost 10 pounds in two weeks, and I was throwing up every day, multiple times a day for a month. This time last year, I had just finished my IVs, and I was just starting to feel better and gain my weight back. A couple weeks before that, I looked up the average lifespan of a cystic fibrosis person, and it was 37 years old. Growing up with this disease, I always knew my life was being shortened. But when I had that solid number in my head, it scared me like it would anybody else. I kind of shoved that to the back of my mind, and I tried not to think about it. Hearing Kirstie Ennis' speech last year at the Sheep Show, is when it really hit me that I wasn't going to be able to live long enough to do some things that I want to do in my life. That realization just made me so emotional, and I started to cry. My dad and my mom, later that night, we were talking about it, and that's when I decided to go for my four North American sheep. I chose sheep hunting because for my entire life, I told myself I would never be able to do it. I saw my parents train for their hunts, and I saw what it took to go on these hunts. And I also knew there was no electricity for me to do my treatments. That was just the reason I told myself I would never be able to do it. But I decided that I was going to go for it anyway. I began training with my lung function at 54%. I started hiking the mountains around my house in Phoenix. They were just the small mountains, but even that was immensely challenging. I was constantly coughing, and I couldn't catch my breath. I was coughing to the point where I would almost throw up. A couple months into training... I got out of school and my dad and I went to go hike the mountains up north where we have a cabin. I was hiking in higher elevations. I was also dry firing my gun and practicing at around 400 yards. By the time I was ready to go on my hunt, I could hike prolonged hikes at 11,000 feet elevation with minimal coughing. And my lung function was at 63%. It was very important that my body was in shape, but it was also important that I had everything on the mountain I could need for my treatments. 
My daily regimen is taking 30 to 40 pills a day. I do eight nebulized treatments a day, two to three vibrating treatments a day, and I'm fed through tube feeding at night while I sleep. Pretty much all of my treatments require electricity, so going on the mountain without electricity was a struggle. I had to talk to my doctors, and we determined that my lungs were in good enough condition for me to go on the mountain, and we figured out what I could do in place of my treatments. And it seemed like all of a sudden I was in Northwest Territories going on my doll hunt. The process from leaving base camp, going to spike camp, was very scary because I, so I look like I'm moving in pretty much everywhere I go because I have like two to three suitcases of medications that I need. So I had this giant suitcase that I had to convert into one duffel bag to go on the mountain. And trying to think of everything I can need on the mountain was just a scary thought. And I was also leaving my vest machine, which I had never gone a day without in my life until that point. The thought of going on that mountain without everything I'd had, such close anything I needed, and access to my doctors, was just scary. And everything until that moment felt surreal. Everything until the point where I held my doll sheep in my hands was just such a surreal experience. And when I was holding my doll sheep is when it really hit me that CF doesn't d define me who I am anymore. For 15 years, I let it control what I thought I could and couldn't do. But ever since that July, I have gotten out on those mountains and I've got a Rocky Mountain Bighorn in North Dakota and a desert sheep in New Mexico. Ever since I've climbed those mountains and held the sheep in my hands, it really rang true to me that CF doesn't define who I am. I mean, I, I can barely wrap my head around the fact that exactly a year ago, I was sitting with Mr. Sino crying because I thought I would never be able to do this. And it's a year later, and I have three of my four sheep, and I'm going back in July with Raven's Throat Outfitters to try and finish my four sheep. I never thought I'd be able to say that. And there are so many people who have helped me get to this point. Gray and Kelly Thornton, who have been so supportive and generous through this. Jim Lincoln Tapp and Cooper Ross with Young Wild, who have been on each of my hunts with me. Eddie Corona with Outdoor Experience for All, who's been supportive. Brad Rimfree and Arizona Desert Bighorn Sheep Society. And the Wounded Warriors, who pretty much inspired me to do this. My, most of all, my parents, because I would not be here without them. My dad, who was side by side with me on those mountains through the bad times and through the great times. My mom, who was sitting at home waiting for the call, hopefully not a bad one, and helped me get all my medications I could need packed and ready for the mountain. And my brothers, who have been there challenging me, running up the mountain so I had to chase after them. I, I have been so in awe of the people who have reached out to me and supported me throughout this experience. And I learned so much about myself, and I just saw this amazing support from everybody because I could never have done this alone. And I'm so, so thankful for everyone who's helped me out.